Welcome to Conversations with the Authors. Welcome back, dear listeners and readers, to Conversations with the Authors. I'm your host, Daniel. I'm Daryl. I'm Sandra. And before we get going, <laughs> I didn't say it already. Thank you so much, Alexander Nakarada, for the intro as always. Today we're going to do an interesting podcast. Uh, it's just a chit-chat, but I thought it's an interesting topic nonetheless. We're going to talk about anti-heroes. In your sci-fi fantasy, Eric Hoffer nominated novel, How Nicholas Became Santa Claus, Sandra, you didn't use anti-heroes, uh, but... That isn't to say that you're unfamiliar with the character. Um, you, uh, so Daryl, how would you define an antihero for our audience? Well, you know, an antihero uh, is, is the person you might be rooting for, but in real life, it might be somebody that you might want to avoid. Mm-hmm. You know, that that kind of character always tends to operate in the gray area. You know, and uses perhaps even technical, uh, 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 questionable tactics, you know, to free, to achieve what he believes is right. Yes. Um, so his, his, his morality is suspect, you know, but, uh, he's quite sure of, uh, uh his beliefs. Yeah. And, um, this is an interesting and, and complex realm of anti-heroes, uh, because there are so many popular, uh, anti-heroes in, uh, media. Do you happen to have uh, a favorite? For instance, uh, I, I think, in my opinion, Deadpool might be an anti-hero. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, uh, if you're familiar with Disney Plus and their show Loki or any of the Marvel, uh, um, franchise, I think Loki most definitely is an anti-hero because he's a bit of a, uh, an egotistical uh, character uh, when we uh, first meet him in the Marvel Universe and he's sort of driven by his desires to be recognized and he's sort of doing everything he can to, to do that uh, but there is an evolution to this character uh, in the Marvel series and um, we get to know more about him and I'm not going to spoil anybody else's uh, projects but if you haven't seen the Loki series definitely check it out oh yeah I, uh, I would agree that he's, he's, he's definitely an anti-hero <clears throat> you know it, it's someone I, I think that in real life if he lived in your world you would probably want to avoid him mm-hmm. You know, uh, he has his own uh, moral code, and so they they can uh, buck the system and and ordinary rules just to uh, to, to to get an end. It's very Machiavellian. Yes, you know, the yes. ends justify the means sometimes. You know? and, and Sandy, what's your thinking on anti-heroes in writing? They have their place. <laughs> they often will push the story. Some of them that we really, really, really love, like Dexter Morgan and James Bond. Yes, yes, yes. I, I, I was surprised to to hear that there are those that thought that James Bond was a was an antihero. But when you think about it, you know he has a license to kill. Yes, <laughs> you know he has like, a license to kill. He's constantly womanizing. Yeah, he smokes. When it's he a wants lecture, to. right? He, right drinks he he, he gambles he doesn't follow any rules other than his own also if you think about um wolverine i guess and in the x-men uh in a similar vein he's he he drinks he smokes he's not really you know proper in how he addresses people and he's a bit of a brute and violent but uh you know he 
and the end of the day, I think he's he's going for things that are good, even though he's motivated by trying to discover his own past and how he came to be. Uh, but again, like I said with Deadpool, Deadpool he's just psychotic. He's a psychopath. But again, you know, yeah. you know, he he has there's some sort of morality to him in a sense. Right. What about Worf? It's Star Trek. Well, he's he's a Cleon and. Yeah. And traditionally, I think in their uh, in their culture, uh, clans kill to get to the top. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's almost like a, a dog; they eliminate the weak and to rise to the top. I, and I, I think uh, what sets him apart is that he set that aside to become uh, a part of the Federation. Right. But uh, I think his culture is he's like a Trojan. Yeah. So then, what is it that makes um, makes a compelling antihero? Well, uh, a compelling anti-hero, I think, is somebody that would that you root for. They would do what you'd like to do, what you're morally inhibited mm-hmm. to do. You know, and it makes me think about uh, you know, there's a character uh, in, in DC Comics that's called Rorschach. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. and, and Rorschach, you know, he has this mask that's, that that shows various emotions that he has, but. I think for him that uh, while he's brutal and uncompromising uh, in his pursuit for justice, he has this rigid moral code, uh, you know, uh, compelling moral code that makes him an anti-hero. He doesn't really fit the mold of a hero. Mm -hmm. His actions are are driven by a desire for justice. He has what they call um, uh, absolute moralism. Uh, moral, I'm sorry, moral absolutism. Right. Okay. It. It. There. There's. When. In that sense, there are things that are always right, and there are things that are always wrong, right, right. no matter what context it happens to be. Right. You know. And even, for instance, lying is wrong. Right. But even if you lie for a good purpose, he says that's wrong, and you can't do that. Right. I mean, Sandy, what what is it that you find uh, compelling about uh, anti-heroes? Are you drawn to them or do you shy away from them, do you think? It depends on the anti-hero. Mm-hmm. It depends on the character. Yeah, I, I know what anti-hero you like, you know, uh, who's played an anti-hero. It's like uh, the character Ethan Edwards that was played in The Searchers by John Wayne. Now, he yes. was an anti-hero. As a matter of fact, he was, a, he was a, 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 a Southern soldier. He showed up in the story wearing gray. Yeah. You know? yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, to, to uh, come back to his uh, family and, and wound up uh, uh, having a search for, for his niece. Yeah. You know, and he, had, he had prejudices mm-hmm. and he had beliefs. For instance, I, in one line... In the in the story, he said he's never I ain't never killed nobody, you know, except in uh, um, Indians and Chinamen. Right. Sorry, this is the line in the story, right. you know. And I mean, we were appalled by a statement like that, right? That yeah. he would make that type of statement, but he was the hero of the story. Actually, he was the anti-hero. And so, when you created, when you were working on how Nicholas became Santa Claus, did you think about anti-heroes at all? Did you think that? You know, this is not a story that needs an anti-hero. Well, you know, I don't really think it's... No, it's, it's, I, don't, I don't think we thought about 
Is it an anti-hero? Is it I guess more of my question is, is it, is it, was it by oh, design? It's, 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 by, des- it's by design because mm-hmm. that's not the kind of story we were writing. Right. You know, if the I wanted... The story wrote itself and there was If we wanted to write an anti-hero, we would write an anti-hero. Right. We didn't need one. You know, we have a hero in our story. Yes. Uh, there's, there, there's, there, J- J- Captain Jack Sparrow mm-hmm. is, uh, is an anti-hero. And that's, that's, a, that's a good point to make. Uh, with writing Nicholas is, as you said, we didn't need an anti-hero. So, as a writer, how do you... Uh, <laughs> and I suspect I know how you're going to answer this, <laughs> but how do you determine what, in, when, in fact, you do want to write an anti-hero? I mean, well, you know what? It, it, it's not a character that you you just. It's a character that you decide to write because that's that's the point of view you want to take right. in your story. Right. That's the character you want to do in, the it, deeds. Right. You know, it's like Hannibal Lecter. You know, uh, you you know, you write Hannibal Lecter. As he's been written, he's an anti-hero. Right. We wouldn't want him in our lives. We wouldn't want to visit him. No. We don't need a popper. No. You know, no. It's, <laughs> <laughs> no. He's so deliciously. You know, deliciously, right? Uh, and that's the story him. that the author wanted to write. Right. You know, uh, we just happened not to write that st- a story like right. that. Ours has a hero. It's not an anti-hero. You know, and there's so, mm-hmm. there's so many interesting elements in How Nicholas Became Santa Claus. Again, there's, there's war and sea. And there's betrayal, and you mm-hmm. know, but again, there's there's love, and there's you know companionship, and there's uh, you know mm-hmm. relationship building. There are so many elements in which you could have played with the anti-hero archetype, I suppose. Uh, so um, I, I think it's interesting because even even without it, and not saying that it needs it, even without it, the story, it, I mean, it's fabulous. It's amazing. <laughs> Um, uh, I think anti-heroes are always kind of interesting. Uh, yeah, in yeah. Anti- anti- but I think you, you can distinguish anti-heroes from villains right. because villains, uh, uh, villains are the ones you hate. They right. do bad things for bad purposes right. and for selfish purposes. And, and anti-heroes may do bad things for good purposes. Right. You know, you know? Uh, it's kind of, it reminds me of uh, John Constantine yes. uh, in D.C. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he's not the greatest guy in the world. You know, he's kind of a slickster. He's just trying to, he tries to sort of, you know, make he, a quick buck. He chain spokes. He's, he's got he's his... Uh, master of the dark arts. Right. But, uh, you know, he's also caused this trouble for this young lady who's now condemned to, to hell. And but, he's got to figure out how to save her. But in yeah. it, yes, in his mind, he wanted to do something good yes. in his life and, and that's that's the key that e- even anti-heroes have a moral compass they have some sort of uh driving force as as distorted it as it might be to the rest of us uh he does have a moral compass and i, I mentioned this before it's very machiavellian uh the ends justify the means in in some minds of some anti-heroes if I can do this good, this amount of good, by doing this amount of bad, then I'm going to go that way. And then the question becomes, how do you balance that? How do you show the audience that, you know, I'm writing this character who is not the greatest of guys, but also I want you to sympathize with him. But I want you to acknowledge he's got this dark side about him. And so how is it, how do you... You know what? All of us, like, I'm going to go to... Uh, um, uh, a story that we all that we're all uh, uh, familiar with—the story of uh, uh, Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Yes, 
we all have that part of us that's bad and we all have a part of us that's good and what makes us good is that we suppress the bad yes you know mm-hmm. as, as much as we can and so we all have that part in us but but the the anti-hero he doesn't suppress that when he needs it he lets it go so and what? just like Dexter used to say, I have a dark passenger. Yeah. And when the urge to kill overtakes me, I let the dark passenger drive. So Sandy, what would you say that the the pitfalls of writing an anti-hero would be? Knowing how dark to make your character. I, I think there can be a lot of, of, mm-hmm. of pitfalls. But uh, you're right, yes. If, if you don't show the uh, uh, that saving grace in that character, you know, what makes him attractive? It's not the bad that he does, but mm-hmm. his conviction to do the good, the good thing. And sometimes you know? it's how. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the how is more the attractant. Mm-hmm. And this is not something that you would expect the devil to do. But that's an anti-hero, too, Lucifer right? in the comics yeah. is, is an, an anti-hero. He, he was an angel. Mm-hmm. He was an angel. You don't expect the devil right. to do good. You know, he's... Uh, of course, he's still got the chip on his shoulder, dear old dad, but uh, he's... You know, he's finding, he's bonding with humanity, with the people in his life. Uh, and he's, he's, he's finding himself working with, uh, you know, the police department and trying to, uh, help them solve these crimes because he's bored, but he starts doing these things for the sake of doing good, for protecting others. And it just, it made me think about, uh, this, this, the story of uh, Apollo and, and, and uh, his siblings and such. Uh, I remember hearing a Hades say once that I'm not bad. I was given this job. I was made to have this job. So I'm just going to do the job the best I can. You know, so he was, uh, <clears throat> he lorded over, over the, over the underworld. Mm-hmm. And uh, he did his job well, but he was given that job and asked for it. You know, <laughs> when I was in high school, I read a book called The Executioner, uh-huh. and the Executioner was a man who was forced into the job right. because he was a soldier, right. and he did all these executions. But he was an antihero because after the executions. He went by and behind the, the the soldier that was giving him the orders and took care of the mm-hmm. families of the people that he executed. You know, I was thinking, and I think you'll agree with me on this one, one of the best anti-heroes in recent years in TV, in my opinion, is Raymond Reddington. Yes. Yes. Yes, he was definitely an anti-hero. And Absolutely. so so he... he uh, was a wanted man, but uh, I, I think he what he wanted to do was do good, uh, you know, and and, uh, and so he wanted to help who he thought was his daughter, or he, you know, who he may right. believe was. Uh, but he had a code as yeah, well. And he had a code. He, uh, Sandy, he didn't want to go against, uh, you know, the United States. He was still a patriot, right? Yes. You know, I think it was an admiral too. Yeah. One point, so in the Navy, point. right? So you know, he's still sort of you know, 
I mean, he's killing folks and selling drugs and this and that, but mm-hmm. uh, he's also turning in people who are a detriment right. to uh, American society. I, I've got I've got another anti-hero, uh, Sergeant John uh, Hank Voigt. <laughs> You know, played yeah. by Jason Bage on uh, Chicago PD. Yes. You know, is that the kind of police officer you want, you know, when uh, you got a neighborhood that's going to pot? This right. guy will take care of business, whether uh, he's breaking the law, bending the law, you know, but uh, he'll take care of business and he'll get the bad guys off the street because he can just be just as bad as them. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have other thoughts about anti-hero Sandy? I mean... Is this something that you'd play with in the future? Is this something that, you know, not your, quite your cup of tea in terms of writing? I could. You could? I could. You could? Yeah. I'm, sure I could. I'm better at writing the villain. Mm-hmm. You are, yeah. which makes me think that you'd be great at writing an anti-villain. She would, an be, because if, you had your, if, your, if your villain had a moral code, you know, as, as Dexter said. Well, all my villains have a moral code. Because... Well, I don't know. I don't know about that. I know. To say that it was proper morals. <laughs> but the the, but the villain morals. the villain in this in, in how Nicholas became Santa Claus. He's if he has morals, I haven't seen them yet. But he does some I, dastardly I, I, he's, deeds. He's immoral. You know, um, he's, this this guy, the villain, is selfish. Yeah. He wants what he wants the way he wants it. And not for the good of anyone else, not for the good of society, but for the good of him. And I think your anti hero would want. Something for everybody. You yeah. want to do justice, and if he had to kill to do justice, if he had to swindle to do justice, if he had to do tricks to do justice, he would do that. Not this villain. This guy is selfish. Okay. And and yeah, if you if you'd want to get a good grasp of uh, you know, would you say something for everybody? Mm. How Nicholas became Santa Claus, Sandy, definitely. You did a great job because it has something for everybody. There's a little bit of a little bit of something for everybody. There's gifts all around in terms of you know their action and excitement, and I mean it's a page turner. And we're eager to hear from you. I mean, if you have any favorite anti villains um, in literature or film and anime or or comic book anime, whoever you you want to pronounce it, uh, share your thoughts with us. If you've got questions, please feel free to write us uh, on Antiheroes or anything else at uh, TroopBooks.com. You can hit us up at info at TroopBooks.com and send your emails there. Questions or comments for the writers, please feel free to send them there as well. You can check out our Facebook, our Instagram, our TikTok, our X, all at TroopBooks. And uh, as we conclude this exploration on Antiheroes, just remember that these are characters in art of balance, okay? Balance your characters. It's always important. Uh, and embrace the challenges that come with uh, creating, you know, characters with different shades of gray. And hopefully next time uh, we can talk to you about uh, some of the other interesting things on Conversations with the Authors. Yeah.